Hello. Welcome to our podcast. It's me, Kira, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Kyle, and we're going to be talking about our short stories today. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to start with a short excerpt from my own piece, and I'll just go ahead and read that now. He stuffed his unkempt hair into a bucket hat, and with a fishing rod in hand, he pitter-pattered down the riverbank into the mud. Without any care for who would look for him or why, he stayed as long as he wanted in the swamp. Lily pads bobbed in the wake of his sloshing feet, and tadpoles darted beneath the murky plain. He heard the sound of ancient water. The fallen log was worn where he sat, its body half sunken in the wet earth that crests slightly above the waterline. He stared at the waving reeds for a while. He knew how to cast his line out, snapping his wrist to whip the pole into a whiz and distant plop, but he didn't do it. Not today, and not the last time either. He actually never fished. He only cared about the fishing pole because he knew that without it, his sister would ask more questions about what he did in the marsh. But she couldn't have this. Nobody could have it, because there's nothing here to have. So, just to explain a little bit about the craft and the, the choices that I made, I was pulling on images from... Uh, really 17th century Japan, with Matsuo Basho's haiku, Into the Ancient Pond, A Frog Jumps, Water's Sound. And the relationship that this has to the rest of the poem is that I was trying later on in the, um, in the piece to highlight the distinction between a kind of Eastern mentality of just being and the Western mentality that Sid's sister has, right? Where she's kind of this... Um, evangelical Christian that's always on the go, right? And as, as a part of that story, she also has the, the wristwatch that beeps over and over and over again. So we have this distinction and this kind of juxtaposition of characters. Um, and the writing process that I really used to implement this was uh, I knew what I wanted to start with, and that was this idea of Sid, right? And Sid hardly thought, right, is the, the opening line, which kind of sounds like an onomatopoeia, Sid Hartha. Right. And I wanted to give body to that, but I didn't exactly know where I needed to go. So I started to piece some things together and I just kind of ran with it. But I began with an idea and then I went from there. Right. Yeah. So like what I'm getting from like reading his story and like reading all about Sid and especially in this like front, uh, this first section that he started off the whole story with was like, I really like found like it really cool and like interesting that he was able to use reference but take that reference away from like what it originally was so this was like a haiku very like simplistic a frog in water we're in the pond not a whole lot going on <laughs> but he took that and made a whole environment around that and put his own character in it and then put even more meaning behind it than just the original and even him mentioning comparing it to the sister with her wristwatch and like technology and western values he even took it and was able to spin it into even a bigger context and make it more, prove your point even further. So, all right, question, question. Oh. Were you able to pick up on the difference, right, in maybe in a prose sense of kind of this Eastern modality of being, right, versus something where um, it's always on the go, there's these kind of like action scenes, right? Like there's a lot of description in what I was writing. Did you pick up on that at all? Yeah, I definitely, because I like read it over twice. And the first time I read it, I don't think I pick up on, picked up on it as much. But the second time I read it, I really noticed I was like, there's the scenes in the city with the sister. She had places to go. She's going to church. She's on the move. She's seeing people. And then there's Sid alone. And we're 
finding out like the lush environment and we're at the swamp and there's like greenery and there's like we can hear the animals and there's birds and stuff like that so i think it did create it did create different like environments head spaces and like you could definitely tell like eastern western values calm busy going make money let's do something make money let's do something yeah yeah that juxtaposition right yeah sid wants to go and i just that'll the alliteration i didn't mean to do this all right all right all right of Sid's Swamp, right? But Sid is also the first part of Siddhartha. And I was just thinking, what would it be like for there to be a kind of modern-day uh, kid that wants to just contemplate, but he's in a Western context? Um, so that's that's was my original intention. And that was really the result of what came out of it. Yeah, I think you were able to portray that through your writing very well. You love to see it. All right, you want to hop into yours? Okay, we're going to do mine. So here is my excerpt. Nostalgia is most sued for nighttime. It likes the darkness and the sharp chill that comes from the absence of the sun. The daytime's too busy and it runs the risk of being interrupted. All the hard work is for nothing if someone had the audacity to knock on the door. There are 8 billion people populating this planet. Two in the morning is the closest you'll ever get to being alone. In the summer, the crickets outside lend themselves well to emerging, but it's always the best in the winter. Outside is a deafening silence, so heavy you can feel it weighing down your shoulders. The fresh layer of snow is so pristine and velvety it should be illegal for one to be able to touch it. Full moon contrasts romantic blue light competing with the garish yellow of street lights. I love the winter. I think we have a good understanding of each other. So, with my story, I really wanted to get nostalgia, like, perfect. Because, like, yeah. I feel like nostalgia is, like so vague it doesn't mean the same thing to everyone and like it really is like an experience or something like that that you can't compare to anything else so like i said okay we're gonna use metaphors and then that kind of just led into me like making nostalgia into this kind of like person this like thing that like all enveloping that you have to like understand because i think that's the best way to get it across yeah. so i was using lots of adjectives <laughs> lots said, of adjectives you need to know i'm Make, putting you in the room with my character. Yeah. And I said, you guys are alone, and it's cold, and it's dark, and it's heavy, and it's just all over you. It's intense. Yeah. Adjectives and metaphors. I like that that idea, though, of, like, um, making nostalgia human, right? Yeah, because I think it, it very much is a human emotion. I don't think a frog's having nostalgia for me. Have you ever been a frog? <laughs> okay, you're right. My bad. All right. But it is very much just, like, and it's connected so much, like, especially in this case like her nostalgia comes from like music and stuff like that and like music's such like a human yeah. thing too it's like us like trying to like communicate with each other and try to connect to each yeah. other so her trying to connect to music instead of other people mm -hmm. Yo, it makes sense that's good sense. and and nostalgia being a person a person that she can connect with oh yeah Hello. um i saw uh recently there was a, a comment and it was talking about a song and it said uh the, the person had said that they really enjoyed listening to the song for a certain period of their life. Right? Yeah. And it was all that they listened to, and a couple years went by, and then they eventually listened to it again. And they felt like it was time travel. And it is! It <laughs> is. Yeah. Like, I heard... This is, like, so cheesy. This is, like, the worst song for this example, but I listened to Payphone by Maroon 5. Okay. Day, oh, gosh. And I was like, oh, my God, it's 2013. I'm on the bus home from school. Yeah. I'm in eighth grade. I'm wearing too much eyeliner. Like, yeah. That's It just took me back, and it was like, it's, like, so fun, and it's such a good experience. Yeah. Oh, God. That's the uh, town fire department horn. Wonderful. Just a little ambiance. Yeah. Um, but I think that's totally true. I think that 
um, time travel is real, right? In that yeah. sense, because you have memories associated with a very particular time and that particular song. And that brings you back. That literally yeah. makes the feelings that you had at that time come back. You're traveling back to what it felt like to be you when you first listened to that song. And it's like, honestly, like, even if it's a sad song, even if it's take me back to a sad time, I always, it's always something calm. And I think there's something you can appreciate with knowing, like, I'm not there anymore, even if it is bad. And if it was happy and I'm not there anymore, I'm glad I had that experience with Yeah. Her. So I think that's something with your story, too, is, like, you created, like, a very calm place and stuff like that. So this idea of, like, being calm, even mm -hmm. if you're not there, I yeah. think that's, like... I'm trying to tie us together. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Does it so, make sense? so here's a here's a question then, and this is more kind of like philosophical in, in how you depict nostalgia. Is does being immersed in nostalgia take away from the present? Well, in this story, I wanted to. Okay. This is like the point. Yes. I wanted Teddy to be a person who said, "I'm not happy with my present, so we're just going back in time, baby." Yeah. But I think for like us, I think everything's good in moderation. Everything is good in moderation. If it brings you joy. Why not have it? But yeah. You have to understand if it's blocking other sources of joy. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Yeah. So what was it that led you, though, to sit with nostalgia specifically? Nostalgia specifically was because I think I was going through nostalgia because my original yeah. prompt was uh, talking about vinyls and talking about music. And I was like, I was very into vinyls in high school and like yeah. very nostalgic for me to like go through my vinyls and be like, oh, God, we got a bunch of like uh neck deep and like yeah nine inch nails and there, oh, like gosh, that yeah and, and it's like i still like that stuff but it's like it just takes me back there but i do it for fun i do it for enjoyment but i'm just like let's make it sad and like i mean if we're going to go into like explaining my writing process more it was very much like it took me like a while to write this because i kind of like wanted to like think through my ideas first because i didn't really have any ideas so i I said all all breaks no gas <laughs> so like just like thinking pondering and then just like letting it go once it was ready yeah and flip-flopping and just yeah. rolling with it all breaks all gas yeah all breaks all gas I've been pulled over six times yeah yeah well I think that's a little bit of the um just the difference in the way that we approached writing was that um I think there are times in my life where I've had to kind of create spontaneously yeah right and you just like I don't know what I want to write about I don't even know anything to write about but I'm just going to write. Yeah. And then there are other times where it's like, I have this idea or I have this connection and I, f I feel personally like it's profound and I want to see, even if it's abstract, yeah. right? Like I, my story developed out of an abstraction of the idea of what is e uh, somebody who has an Eastern method of thinking in a Western context, right? Mm -hmm. And that had no people in it that had no relationships. <laughs> yeah. that, just, uh, that was just an idea, um, which I tried to give body to with the text. And I think similarly, right, we can have these kind of notions of nostalgia and mm -hmm. be like, all right, I just want to give body to this, right? Yeah. I want to, I want to uh, give words to what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. I think that's like something like you saying that made me think that I think our stories, the most important part of the stories are not the characters. Yeah. 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 Like I think nostalgia and like silence and emptiness is my most important thing, but yours is more like about like philosophy and ways of thinking and like lifestyle, yeah. like, the bigger arching picture. Yeah. Yeah. So those, um, those themes, right. Th those yeah. ideas of, um, being able to, uh, take a sentiment and give body to it is actually going to be what our writing prompt is. Oh yeah. Right. And the writing prompt has to do with, um, finding a poem or a short story, or even in your case, write A song, right. Listening yeah. to vinyl and, um, anthropomorphize or, or make human 
right? The feelings that it evokes and give body and character to the emotions that you feel when, when engaging with the piece. Um, now what do you think, uh, doing that will actually allow uh, a writer to do, right? Taking the abstract sentiment that's up here that's evoked by a piece of media and then giving body to it. What do you think that, that opens up for a writer? I think that opens up like a lot of room for personal engagement with it and just yeah. like, being able to like show like a lot of like how you're feeling and stuff like that. Cause I feel like feelings are so abstract and like your reactions to things are like kind of like, it's not tangible. So by giving it like a person, by giving it a world, by giving it this like so-called physical form, you're becoming, you're finding a new way to connect to it. And gotcha. you're like explaining why the connection is so important to you then as well. Yeah. Like, there's there's a, a, a bit more of a personal element because yeah. you're the person that was emotionally moved by you're, the piece. You're like the mother of this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like that. <laughs> that wonderful metaphor of like. Yeah. giving birth to a piece, right? And there's pain involved. And, oh, I was yeah. thinking more of like a C-section type of thing. Oh, God. Well, that's, that's still... I'm, I have yet to have a C-section, but no. I hear that's painful. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let <laughs> you know. Let me know. <laughs> awesome. Well, all right. That, uh, that concludes it. Enjoy the writing prompt. Um, find a poem, a short story, or some other form of media and anthropomorphize the feelings that it evokes. Let us know. How, if you end up doing the writing prompt, call in. Call in. Give us a uh, give us a wonderful shout <laughs> yeah. out and a call in. All right. This is Kyle and Kira signing off. Have a nice day.